The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. Food to feel good about. Virgin Radio. Well, hello again. Graham Norton here. We've got some great stuff for you on the Graham Norton with Waitrose podcast today. Clark Peters is in a fantastic new Channel 4 drama, True Love. Show chef Martha is feeling ambitious and putting Swede into a cake. Good luck, everyone. And we have our first game of Word Up in 2024. But first, Maria McCurlin is solving another set of your dilemmas in Graham's Guide. Why, here she comes now. Maria. Hey! Oh, I'm exhausted, but I'm awake. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I got the heart going. How are you this sunny Sunday? Yeah, I prefer the, you know... Crispy blue skies, not crispy blue skies, but, you know, crisp yeah, day, yeah. blue skies. I prefer that to the howling wind and the lashing rain. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I like wind if I'm inside. I like to hear it howling around the house. Yeah, that's all good, isn't it? Yeah. With a log fire burning. Hey, what did I watch last night, Graham Norton? I don't know. I watched Spin the Wheel, the Wheel of Fortune. Oh, bless you. And do you know what? Because I was, you know, I was invested with the people trying to work out those things. I had my vegetables in the microwave for one of those, you know, quick three-minute warm-up oh, yeah. for 14 minutes. They were mush. What, what, how do you microwave? Do you just put it on, lim- on limitless... Is it like limitless <laughs> microwave? <laughs> just, you just turn it on. You're meant to put it on a timer. But obviously I haven't worked out how to do that. So I just go, mm, oh, that's about three minutes. Yeah, but then it. I was, you see, I was distracted. You were so gripped. With the Wheel of Fortune. And lovely Becca won big. Oh, yeah, oh. I wanted the money for her house. I, I hope it was just a down payment because 55000 or however much she won. No, she, she just needed the deposit. <gasps> she just needed the deposit. Yeah. So, you know. For her grandmother's house, I think. And it was grandfather's house. I, it, Why I'm, didn't he leave it to her it, in it the was will? A, it, it was a confusing story. I didn't get to the bottom of it. All I know is she was so happy she cried. That's all we know. Oh, and you uh, nearly cried as well. But you know what? It's I've never seen it before because it hasn't been on for 23 years and I wasn't born. Of course, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, it, it engaged me. And I think it's great family viewing because you want to... You know, you play against each other. See who can get there first. To yes, guess I've, the yeah, catchphrase. We, we sat on the sofa. And, like, not catchphrase. And also because 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 I'm so bad. I am genuinely playing because I can't remember what any of the puzzles were. There's a couple I remembered, yeah. but my old brain suddenly jogged, and I went, "Oh, I do know. I do yeah. remember what that." But is. you can't remember my name from week to I week. Know, exactly. So you know. But some of those puzzles were hard, like microwaved fish pie. Hello, who's got to guess that? Yeah, that was quite good. But the clues are good. So it does, you know, things like, you know, a leisure activity. I would never have got playing bingo, by no, the way. Because that's not my... Cause I, I wouldn't have got the, the, the one where she won the 30 grand. I wouldn't have got that one either. Memory card. No, she was good. I think she'd put some work in practising. No, that's what you have to do. do you? you have to do loads and loads and loads of practicing at home. You get the there's an app apparently you can get uh, for the American show. And if you do that, you can just play it endlessly. And then when you get on the show, you are match fit. The danger I, I think if you just think, "Oh, I do Wordle every day, I could do this." You can't. It's you really need to because sorry for Kurt who was on last night who had zero points, zero money for ages, maybe halfway through the show and then, then he suddenly got a, yes. a late burst. Yeah. And I think the the other lady Soraya, she she after she lost the holiday, she, she gave up. She gave up. It's, it's about, you know, human endurance, really, isn't it? But also, do you know what? <laughs> I, I, this sound makes me sound like a crazy person. Yeah, but the are. wheel has moods. The wheel 
takes a gin people. In the second half of that show, oh, it, now it loathed Soraya. How many times did she hit lose a turn a bankrupt? Yeah. I mean, loads of times. But, but now, you've been on that show too long, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> the wheel does not have moods. Because I was thinking, is there somebody in the background, you know, because we work in television, is there someone in the background going, stop her, stop her, stop it now. Maria McCurlin, yeah, how very dare you. <laughs> I know, ITV have all sorts of things in place to stop that sort of stuff happening, but uh, hashtag just saying. <laughs> yeah, Maria's down there <laughs> with a break. <laughs> I will be going in to inspect for the next series. Um, I have two other things to recommend, because I do recommend that. I yeah, go on, enjoyed it, but no, my, we, my we, we long to hear what you've been watching. vegetables were mush. Um, <laughs> Wheel of Fortune, obviously, and also gold. Um, it's a story... <laughs> It's a very funny documentary about the Kemp's Spandau Ballet, oh. and they're really good sports in it. And it's done by my old mucker, Reese Thomas, who did the first show with me a million years ago when he was only about 20. Yes. And it's, they are funny, and, you know, they're also actors, so they can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're funny. Christopher Eccleston is in it. He's very funny. I mean, it's made me laugh out loud. Uh, while you said that, it just reminded me, I, when I, you know, because over telly, oh, there's so much telly over Christmas, you can't see everything. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't watched the Carolina Hearn documentary. Mm. Did you watch that? Watched it on Christmas Day before we went to bed. Oh. Um, so good. I know. It was so good, and th- you... Just the love, everyone, all the talking heads, and and to see the clips and to remind you of how genius she was. Mm. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous watch. It's you, a sort you, of natural ability. Yeah, I you laugh, su- you laugh, you cry. Yeah, you do, and people are very kind about her. But I also, they didn't mention any of her relationships, which did have a big impact on her life. She had a lovely, when we were doing the Foss show, she had a lovely boyfriend, Matt, who sadly died of cancer, and then she was married to Peter Hook yeah. from I think New that was Order. In, I think it was intentional, though, to keep the relationships out. And it was, Craig Cash was like being very... Um, protective of her and he was was one of the consultants on the program and I think it was deliberate that it was about her career and 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 all of that and because they didn't want it to be tabloidy and weird no but she was absolutely hounded by the tabloids which we forget about and in light of Caroline Flack and various other people that have been absolutely you know destroyed literally by the tabloids um but I think, you know, towards... Oh, she was she did get very depressed by that. Yeah. And, and they know, dealt with and that. Lo- that was and it. And loss yeah. in love yeah. as well, I think, which contributed. Because she was super sensitive. Very, very bright and very sensitive. And, I mean, it did. We all went to bed saying, why did we watch that before bedtime? Because then we all did Boohoo Sleeps. Oh, I, I watched it before bedtime and I, had, I did Boohoo. And I, 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 it was a nice Boohoo, though. Oh, OK. Then because, you felt Because it reminded me, it just reminded me how brilliant she was. And, yeah. And how much I enjoyed watching all that stuff. Uh, listen, we've got two letters to get to. I know, but I want to give oh, you my right, go, second... Go on, give Fisk, us a... Quick, Fisk quick. on Netflix. What? Yes, see. Fisk on Netflix. Oh, it's yeah. um, a comedy from Australia. You know, we loved the one with the dog recently, whatever that was called. Yeah. <laughs> It's along that ilk and the same sort of people that are in it and Newsreader we loved as well. Oh, so, I like that. Yeah, yes. so Fisk on Netflix is where my recommendation. I did five episodes yesterday. Wow, you're keen. I have no life. <laughs> Virgin Radio. Maria. Here we go. OK, quite a long one for number one. Go. Dear Graham and Maria, My mum passed away last month very suddenly. Whilst it was a very sad time, I'm comforted by the fact that she was 
housebound for a number of years, so now at least she isn't stuck and frustrated. I went to go and stay with my father for a few days over Christmas and his behaviour was very suspicious. First, despite having a car, he told me he walked to the supermarket over half an hour away to get groceries. He wouldn't let me know when he was leaving or offer to get me anything, which I thought was odd. To add to this, a lot of my mum's personal effects have all been removed all of which feels very abrupt. The house has also never looked tidier and he's obviously done some decluttering. The entire time I was at his home, he was distant. He cooked and ate on his own, watching films, and I spent most of my time there hiding in the spare room until I, I felt so unwelcome, I decided to make my excuses and leave early. Upon hearing this, there was no doubt my father looked happy. I know he had an affair and there were rumours of a child he fathered with the woman prior to his marriage and my mum always carried a lot of resentment towards my father which I never understood at the time. I've come to the conclusion that he may have rekindled this affair and on turning up for Christmas I invaded his new love nest. My question is, what do I do now? So if this is what is happening... Um, I get it and I don't pass any judgment. I just don't want another awkward visit to the family home. My instinct is to ask him outright, but the idea of discussing it with my dad just seems impossible. My thought is to try and do some snooping next time I'm up there so I can confront him with evidence, but I'm afraid doing so might ruin the relationship even further. What do you recommend? And that is from Trish in London. Oh, Trish in London, I'm so sorry about your mum. That's still very near and very raw for you and to have such a miserable Christmas when you went to see your dad thinking he might be grateful for your company and to be frozen out like that must be really hard but don't snoop Trish that's the first bit of advice do not snoop I think we have to behave like adults here when you say I don't want to pass any judgment do you really feel that because I think that's what you need to convey this is a prime time if you don't want to talk to your dad outright of writing him a letter to say it was lovely to see you at Christmas I'm sorry we didn't spend very much time together you know, let him know that you know <laughs> you're hiding in the spare room uh, take away all the judgment and say I'm happy you're happy if you are seeing someone else because, you know, mum was not really with us or mum was not... It was difficult for you all the time that mum was dying or died. Uh, so, yes, I mean, it is incredibly quick to be moving on, but life is short, as we know, and if he's happy and not being lonely and probably Trish has her own life... Um, it does. I mean, it really does sound like he was a bit mean, and he didn't know how to go about it. And so, what he did was he closed down, and he sort of rejected you. So you just need to write him a letter and say, "I understand. I'm not judging you. Mum would want you to be happy, and I want you to be happy." What do you think? I am judging him, and I not know. not for the affair, what but for? for being horrible yeah, to no, Trish. That is really mean. I mean, I, you know, I, you know I, I what get, men are like. I he totally didn't know get how to do it. Yeah, I totally get that he's found love somewhere else, and maybe he did that before. For Trisha's mom died and everything. You know, that's life. Life is messy. Life goes on. Someone stay in your house. You don't cook for yourself. Your and then... daughter staying in your house even. Your yeah. daughter. Yeah. Like, you don't just cook. I've done a meal for one. What are you eating? Like, that's... It's Christmas. I know, but it's very pointed. It's very pointed about, you know, don't expect to come back into my life. I've, I've moved on with my life with something else or somebody who's tidying up, clearly. I don't think men tidy up very often. Kill me for saying that. Um, but, I, you know, he didn't know... How, he doesn't know how to do it. He's probably still got a bit of grief going on as well as guilt and all of that. Uh, but so he didn't know how to do it. So all he could think of to do was to sort of be horrible and not 
not make it welcoming yeah. for but Trish. Also, what else is going on? Walking to the supermarket. I don't understand it. Like, that sounds like he's lost his licence and no, doesn't want to tell he's anyone. He's chatting to the lady on the phone, isn't he? You can do that. You can still drive to the supermarket to do that. Yeah. I, I, I think that's very odd. That you're walking, you're carrying shopping bag. I mean, it keeps him fit, I suppose. But uh, but it odd to no, but what? No, but he's probably just going to visit her or something. I don't know. Still and drive. Th- and no, but and thinking then it will take me longer because I'm walking, so I've got t- more time to spend with Mrs. Fancy Woman. I'm not really calling her that, but I just did. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, with the lady that I didn't. It's not necessarily the rekindled love affair. I think perhaps it might be someone new. But you know, I, love in old age has to be a blessing, I suppose, despite the fact your mum has only been dead for a month. I know. I mean, well, I, I'm guessing this has been going on for some time. Trish, I think there's got to be a way... I think don't turn this into any sort of confrontation. Don't force your... Don't don't go to jacuzzi, I found some knickers down the back of the sofa. Yes. I mean, do you not think it would be nice to write a letter? Because then you do it under the guise of, this is what happened at Christmas, and also I'm happy if you're happy. Yes, I think you could say, I'm sorry you felt you couldn't spend time with me at Christmas. I'm sorry. Or couldn't tell me about... Yeah, if, you know, but if you have moved on, you know, that's fine. But I just wish, I'm sorry that you didn't feel you could share uh, Christmas or any, or your life with me at all. It's just, that's just rude. Like, how could you be that old and that rude? Just, that's rude. I've cooked my, I've cooked my dinner. Like, that's just horrible. Horrible. I know, I don't know. There's more to it than that, I yeah. think. I, there has to be more to it than that. Graham's Dead Responses, part one. And my favourite responders today will be getting a waitress number one spiced pear and apple crumble cake. Hello. Mmm. Spice pear and apple compote topped with an all-butter polenta sponge finished with a butter-enriched cinnamon and ginger spiced oat crumble. Well, now, pop the kettle on. We'll all have one of those. Lovely. Uh, our first letter was from Trish in London. And, oh, it's a tricky one. Um, her mother... Uh, died away, died very suddenly last month. Now, she had been housebound, and so it wasn't great. And so that's kind of a relief for everyone in a way that, or, you know, she has been released, um, their mom. Uh, Trish decided to go and see her dad at Christmas. Nice thing to do. Anyway, dad behaving very weirdly. Uh, house decluttered already. Uh, very tidy, the house. He was walking to the supermarket. We don't understand that. Uh, and he would do this thing of making his own meals and then going into his room watching films. Just ignoring Trish, who was left to kind of fend for herself. And uh, when she just, you know, she clear she wasn't welcome she said she's leaving and he was delighted she was leaving so anyway Trish thinks he's rekindled uh, an affair that he was having and she just doesn't want to do because you know she doesn't want to damage his relationship with her father further but how does she confront him uh, Hedy in North Wales says grief comes in many different ways your dad may be processing his grief differently from you writing a letter can be very therapeutic for the writer but I would not recommend sending the letter as he may read what you have written in the wrong way. Take time to support your dad. When the time is right, speak to him face to face about what the new future without your mom may hold for him. Uh, Annie says, I'm very sorry for your loss, Trish. When someone has a loss, the grieving process can bring in some unexpected behaviour. I would tell dad you feel a little distant from him. Too right. Uh, you could suggest to go to go for uh, uh, cruise bereavement sessions. Uh, Dad's behaviour could be because he is totally lost. 
talk with him. And if he continues this way, consider uh, it yourself as one loss is hard enough. To have this on top is especially difficult. Uh, Alison and Martin, they're driving to Wales. We feel that Trish may have judged her father incorrectly by assuming he has a new relationship. He must have been the carer for her mom while she was housebound and consequently he must be completely lost without her. I think Trish needs to reflect on how the bereavement has impacted her father. He may be lonely and being on his own and his age have made him stuck in his routines and he found it difficult to deal with a visitor. The only solution is to talk to him in a non-judgmental way, maybe ring every couple of days so that you build the relationship slowly and find out more about your dad uh, Alison Martin that's really kind of insightful and, and great you, um, and <laughs> it seems it seems a little trite but I'm going to give you a spice pear and apple crumble cake there I am Virgin Radio Meet Maria Please with yourself today. Possibly my best work ever. With your button work. I'm oh. slightly transfixed by your jumper before you do the thing because um, it's lovely navy blue cashmere and it's got sort of like starbursts of orange with green bits in the middle and it just looks like a, a jumper of coronavirus. That's what it is. It's, uh, yeah, it's my it's my nod. Did you buy it from Wuhan? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a very lovely jumper, actually. Wuhan Airport. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Shall I do you another problem? Yes, please. This is slightly shorter. Dear Graham and Maria, my dear friend and I have been close friends for over 20 years. We dated when we were at school. Broke up to attend university, but have formed a close friendship ever since. We're both divorced, brackets, although on good terms with both of our respected partners, close brackets, and we live a lot closer now than we ever have before. I might seem crazy for saying it, I know what you're going to say, but I'm starting to think that potentially romance between us um, 20 years ago could well be reignited. It could be a huge risk and I fear losing him. But is it silly of me to tell him my feelings and ask him out on a date? I don't even know if he sees me that way anymore. We've changed a lot since then, of course. Image in head. (laughs) Will I be risking an amazing friendship and is it worth it? How do I approach this? And that is from Elizabeth in... Hull. I nearly said Elizabeth and hell there. Um, Elizabeth, oh, this is such a difficult one because it feels to me slightly, Elizabeth, like you've gone, oh, it's a, it's a desert out there of possible romance. We, we got it together 20 years ago. We're good friends now. Um, I think if anything was going to happen, Elizabeth, it would have already done so. And I think, you know, we are simple creatures, really. If there's a sexual attraction, then... You know, we operate on things like that. I mean, if you say ask him out on a date, he won't know the difference between meeting up with you and, in inverted commas, a date, unless you wear, you know, a super barmaid low-cut top, dangly earrings and no pants or something, you know. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely image. Sorry. but That's I think <laughs> No, don't. Don't say that. Um, <clears throat> I don't think you'll risk losing a friendship, Elizabeth, if you can honestly say to yourself that you won't mind if he says no. Because if you put yourself out there and say, what about we try it again? Uh, you know, laugh, laugh, joke, joke, drink, bottle of wine each. Uh, that sort of thing. You know, I mean, I, 
Because I'd rather do that than get it, have a drunken night with somebody. And suddenly it's my problem now. <laughs> have a drunken night with someone and then after the event you think, oh, why did we do that? Rather than before the event. So, yes. you know... Get that out of the way. If you can honestly... But, but, but it's not just about Elizabeth, though. Because yeah. Elizabeth might be fine if he says no, but will he be fine once he says no? Because he'll then... It'll be like they owe each other money or something. It'll be just oh, weird. Awkward. It'll just be awkward after that. I just Elizabeth, I just feel like... You know, I'm not even sure if he feels like this about him. He doesn't. He doesn't because feel like... Because he'd have acted on it. I think something would have happened. There'd be some... You'd be... There'd be more clues in your life, Elizabeth, than none. Yeah. There'd be a clue and there's none. And when there's you nothing. S- when you say, Elizabeth, you know, that you've suddenly got feelings for him, it does feel slightly like you've just got feelings for him because he's there. And he lives a bit closer than he used to. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I'm very lazy yeah. too. But you know, yeah. there's a reason why people have relationships with other teachers at their school yes. because it's just. I always feel. Handy. I always feel like you know, office relationships and things like. Look for a relationship somewhere beyond the photocopier. You know, look a bit further afield. And I feel it's the same with you, Elizabeth. You just, if you are looking to date someone, get on the apps, go dating, do something about it. Don't just kind of go. Mm, I, I did that before. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Twenty years ago. Yeah, we've changed a lot since. Makes me yeah, slightly. That, that really makes me worry. What are you imagining? Uh, well, I'm just, I'm not sure time has been kind to either of them. And, and, <laughs> You're very diplomatic, Graham. Um, so I, I, so uh, I just think, oh, Elizabeth, I, I, I feel, I know there's that thing, oh, we, we regret the things we don't do rather than yes, things we do yes. do. But I think you will regret the thing you do if you, yes. I just feel heartbreak is in your future if you try to do yeah. this. You know what, though? I'm reading this letter, if that were me. I would do it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I just suddenly thought, yeah, I would do it. Give it a go. I can always get new friends. <laughs> and he only lives nearby. Yeah. yeah. I can move. <laughs> <laughs> I can have him killed. I've only known him for 20 years. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, Elizabeth, I don't know. Let's see what the what the uh, listeners viewers. think. I was going to say viewers, but no, listeners. You've been on telly too long, mate. <laughs> this is a different medium. Radium Sky. Dara sponsors part two and my favourite responder will be getting the number one spiced pear and apple crumble cake courtesy of Waitrose. Elizabeth lives in Hull. Uh, She has been friends with someone for over 20 years. Now, when they were in school, let me say that again, when they were in school, they dated. Uh, (laughs) And then they broke up to go to university. Now, 20 years later, they're very good. They've been friends the whole time. Uh, They're both divorced and uh, they... (laughs) Elizabeth says they live closer than they used to. So, guess what? Elizabeth's thinking, hmm, maybe try that again. Uh, but obviously, and not because she's not an idiot, she's thinking, I don't want to lose my friendship. Is it worth the risk? What should I do? Gladys says, be a bit careful. If it didn't work then, you may well find the old issues gradually creep in. What, they're going to university again? I, I don't know. Uh, obviously, at one point, things worked well. When they were in school... Uh, That is what is pulling you back in again. A good friendship is a really valuable thing to treasure and enjoy. Sounds like he values it as as just that. You may have both changed, but old tracks were laid and you could both fall back into them and lose what you have that sounds really special. Uh, Jess in Guernsey says, definitely go for it. The friendship could remain even if feelings are not reciprocated. But if they are, life could take an amazing turn by you being brave. Okay. (laughs) Jess lives on an island. 
Uh, the spark with your friend would, would have already been signalled if it was going to happen. So says Renee in London. In my experience, it's always a risky strategy and long-term true friendships are precious. However, life is short and you'd probably kick yourself if you didn't try. Then discovered in two to three years' time, your friend did in fact have mutual feelings for you. As a first low-risk step, okay, you could, as part of one of your normal casual conversations, start talking about joining a dating website and gauge his reaction. This might give you some clues or encourage him to be honest about any potential feelings for you. But if he genuinely doesn't show any annoyed signals, then you have your answer. You can then get out there and find someone who wants to be more than friends. Thank you very much, Renee. Thanks for all your responses today. You know what? I'm going to give the cake, the uh, the spice pear and apple crumble cake, to Jess in Guernsey. Why not? Why not? Eh, go on. We'll pop it on a plane. We'll go over there. Be great. Lovely. Enjoy it, Jess. The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. Food to feel good about. Virgin Radio. Clark Peters. Yay! Round of applause for Clark Peters. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm very well, Graham. Uh, yes. Thanks for dragging yourself in here on a Sunday. It's very good of you. <laughs> no, I, uh, Sunday, you know, Saturday, I kind of think, oh, people work on a Saturday. But yeah. Sunday, it's a, it's a special effort. It so was, thank you very much. It was. And it was an effort, believe me. You know, we've been rehearsing for Lear until last night and I thought I'm going to have today off and then I looked at my schedule and I thought oh gosh I got to go into <laughs> Is that Virgin. what you thought? <laughs> no. Oh I, gosh. <laughs> but I was told I, I, I better watch my language here so <laughs> I thought golly I got to get up early in the morning. <laughs> um, where, where are you doing Lear? We'll talk, we'll, 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 yeah, where are you doing Lear? At the Almeida. Oh wow. Yes. When does, when does that start? On February the 8th is previews, 15th is the opening night, and the 30th is the end of the day, end of the run. So get in there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a start to the year, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is it ever? Yeah, no rest for the wicked. Wow. Yeah. Or the blessed. <laughs> or the blessed. You are blessed. Uh, but we, we might talk about Lear some more in, in a little bit, but let's talk about true love. Yeah. Uh, a couple of episodes have been on Channel 4, but because of the way people watch TV now, uh, I guess we shouldn't do any spoilers. No. But, but the... But just the pitch for this show is so great. Tell the people uh, who you are and what the kind of the premise of the show is. Okay, the premise of the show is really about old friends. I mean, septuagenarians all getting together again. They've known each other in their teens, and they've come together as we do at this age. You know, our friends are, are leaving us behind, you know, so... You have more funerals than you have weddings, you know, yeah. these days, you know. So they're at a funeral, they meet, and they make a pact to help each other if they if life should get very difficult. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, that it, it isn't just about that. It's about the friendship uh, between two teenage lovers who've seen each other after 50 years again. It's, um, it's about the friendship of, uh, of old people coming together and all and and throwing up all the politics that happened when they were teens you know the jealousies and all of that kind of stuff um, I don't know what else to tell you about that. Well, here. I mean, I think you're right. It, the assisted dying element is, it's very kind of zeitgeisty. It's very, it's very... It's, it couldn't be better. Yeah. I'm telling you, you know, I'm, there were certain words I'm not allowed to mention here, you know, but 
it's just the way that the, that the world is now. This is the conversation people are having. Yeah, you know? and also what I love about the show is it's such it, it's an oh it's a version of old age I recognise. Yeah. Because so often when old age is depicted, it's sort of it's a bit Miss Marple, and it's just yes. like that's not what old people are like now. No, no, not at all. You know, you know old, old people are, are. You'd be well, you wouldn't be surprised, but no, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But <laughs> hello. <laughs> but for all I know you we're on the radio, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> for all you youngsters out there, you know this. Ain't, we, yeah, we're not walking around in canes and and, and and walkers and all that kind of stuff, and we still have those same urges you have now yeah. in your thirties, forties, and fifties. You know, and, and some of us even before then. I don't yeah. know. Well, because what I love because like, you guys, you know, that you 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 speed, you drive back, you know, you speed in your cars, yeah. you're drinking, you're having sex. Yeah. It's it's it is what old people are like. That's right. Well, and why should it be any different? Yeah, really. You know, whatever the illusion is, or that's been imposed on us, that old people are decrepit, old things. I, I bought a place a couple of years ago in Portugal, just to garden, and I believe me, getting down into the garden at my age, I'm thinking like. I feel like I'm in my 20s without my mother telling me to go rake the garden or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I love it, you know, and it feeds me and makes me feel young as well. Yeah. And also, I think it's really good to remember that you probably have more time than you think you do. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> and time is a relative kind of thing as well. You know, you, 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 it, when my son is in the studio. He gets up, he goes to the studio, he sits there for hours he comes on home, he has something to eat, he goes back, and he's there till like 3 o'clock in the morning. And he wakes up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon thinking, like, I've got to rush around to do I'm thinking, son, you've been asleep for the past four hours, you know, that you could have been up doing things. You know, it's not life. life is forcing you to do things when you're older. You have choices. That's what you realize, is that you have a choice to do things when you get older. Yeah. You're not being forced to do it. If you want to do it, you do it. If you don't, you could say, oh, leave me alone, I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can use it as an excuse when you need to. Um, I, I imagine that this was a lovely thing for all the actors because it's a great cast. It's you, Lindsay Dunkson, Peter yeah, Egan's yeah, in it. Yes. Um, who else? Sue Johnson. Sue Johnson, yes. uh, Carl Johnson. Um, oh, yes. Because presumably, normally, if you're in something, you know, you play... The, you know, that person. guy. You played the one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so so for you all to be together must be fabulous. Uh, you know, when you are the oldest person in a young cast, there's certain things that young people don't understand. And when I say young, I'm saying 40s. You know, you think you might be old, but there's some. there's still time for you to forget lines or to realize you have to take your time and that you have to listen a little bit more. You know, so... In other, in some instances, you forget your lines and you feel panicked because the youngsters are there. Here, with a bunch of old folks, you forget your line, you go, don't worry about it, baby. It'll, it'll come back around. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, we got you. You know, so <laughs> it's like that. You know, we support each other in that respect, you yeah. know. And it's a lot more fun. And I think that because of that, we touch on something real inside of ourselves as uh, at this age, and we bring to the to, we bring to the world a certain truth that can only be rooted in your life experiences. Yeah, yeah, and those truths vibrate or resonate with people who are watching or who are listening because whether you realize it or not, you at forty years old are hardwired to the same truths that I am. You know, at 70. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and it's, it, the writing is really good. Like that bit when you're all sitting around after the funeral at the very beginning, you know, you believe those friendships. Yeah. You believe that you've known each other for all those years. Yes. Yeah. And we all, yeah, we, I think at some point in time, we did at, have an impromptu conversation about what life was like with friends um, in our teens, you know. And there was a certain strand that went through all of us that sort of brought us to that moment, whether it's the same songs that we all listen to or a dance move or a joke, you know. It's a gorgeous show. It's called True Love. Uh, Two episodes have been on already. Uh, It continues on Wednesday and Thursday uh, next week on 9 o'clock Channel 4. And, of course, it'll all be on um, all four. It's there to to be enjoyed. It's six episodes in total? Six, yep. Okay. And is it a, a closed thing? Is it... A beginning, middle, and end. Yes. Yes. Lovely. Yes. We like that. Yes. There, Thank there, you very there, much. there probably won't be any sequel. I couldn't. I can't see a sequel. Okay. I can't see that. All, all right. right. That's all yeah. we need to know. Yeah. That's yeah, all you yeah, need yeah. to know. And <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what I've never uh, found out? Why? How did you end up here? You came here. Was it in the nineteen seventies? You came here. Seventy three. I came. I was in. I was invited to come over to demo a song. Okay. I was living in Paris at the time. I just come back from working with the Royal Theatre of Geneva, doing Showboat or some nonsense like that. Yeah. You know, and I got a call from a friend who said, come over, I need you to demo a song with me, Essex Music on Poland Street. I said, okay. So I came on over, I did the demo, I went back, and then I got a call when I got back. They said, come on over, you know, we want to join, they want us to make a group. I said, a group? That's the last thing in my mind. I was trying to find some theatre. But I came on over, we did a group, July 17th, 1973, I signed a contract. November 17th of the same year, we were at the Royal Albert Hall with Shirley Bassey giving David Frost some award. And I thought, this is where the Lord wants me to be. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we stayed together for a few years. The group broke up. I went right back into theater and met the wonderful Ned Sharon who I have to say was my mentor for, for the next four or five years. Oh, yeah. Ned. Ned, Ned. Oh, Loved him. Loved he was him. so kind to me as well, because I used to be on Loose Ends on Radio 4, and uh, he was so kind and encouraging right. and generous. Yeah. yeah, Encouraging, you know. There was... <sighs> I could get a little emotional, you know, not having that brother around, and I feel like he's a brother, but I would not be where I am in England had it not been for Ned to encourage me, who saw something. I, I didn't know exactly how to go about it. I, I, you know, I didn't do drama school, but he made sure, he and another friend made sure that I had the right uh, tutors for elocution and dance and for singing. Um, Ian Adams, vocal. I mean, just wonderful cats who I think, you know, I, I'm a product of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've you've made your life here. Have you ever been tempted to go back to America, or have you gone back for a long time? I've, uh, well, we went back for the wire and for and oh, of course, for the Tremaine, wire, yeah, you know? yeah. But other than that, no. Uh, here, I feel comfortable here. You know, um, with all the politics and, and the tension in America, I don't really feel sometimes welcome. You know, um, and I know that might be a bad thing to say, but. As a, as a black man driving down the road, you know, you just don't know where the lights behind you are, is going to be the last lights that you see that come flashing up, you yeah. know. And for for me, that's a very real thing. You know, since 1958, I've been terrorized by the racism in America, you know. And so um, 
It's not like it's not here. I was, I, you know. I, as you were saying that, I was thinking, uh. <laughs> but, but it's 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 not as violent here. You know, well, there are um, fewer guns, I guess. Yes, yeah. you know, and so, you know, you you take your life seriously, you know, and and the things that I want to do, and but I'm looking now to to get uh, well we have a place in Portugal so I'm looking to spend more time there you know <laughs> a place where you've got your garden I've got, got your my garden, garden. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. big ass garden too no you can say ass I, I, said, say it. Ass. I said ass yesterday okay. several okay. times yeah we're good okay. we're good right. um, and uh, presumably you'll need to do some gardening after uh, Lear um, <laughs> so, you, so you play the fool in Lear at the I Almeida play the fool in Lear yes I do okay and uh did we talk about when we opened up and all that? You did say it, but say it again. Okay. Um, Lear at the Almeida, January the 8th, uh, February the 8th is when we begin previews. The 15th is when we open, and it goes until the 30th of March. Danny Sapana is playing Lear, and... <laughs> I'm playing the fool. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Yale Farber is, is directing, and it's a lovely company. Wow, 30th of March. 30th of March is when we finish. I know. I'm, I, <laughs> and the, <laughs> I feel for you. Uh, yeah. the, the garden will need you by then. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be lovely. It'll be spring in Portugal. Yes, right. I'll be yeah. you know, picking up my greens and my fruit, and I'll just, you know, I won't, I'll live off the land. What a lovely life you have, Mr. Peters. Uh, congratulations on everything. Thank you so much for coming in to see us. Uh, the show is True Love. Uh, Clark Peters stars as Ken in True Love. It's on Channel 4. It really, check it out. It's a, it is a, a really interesting, fresh take on, on a really, uh, you know, a, a kind of a very pressing subject. Uh, it is on Channel 4 on Wednesday, Thursday at 9 o'clock and King Lear kicks off on the 8th of February at That's the Almeida. Uh, take yeah. care of yourself, sir. Thank Go you, Go back Graham. to bed. Enjoy, the, re- enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. Food to feel good about. Virgin Radio. Still to come, we have another game of Word Up. See if you can guess the missing word. But first, some fuel. Martha has cake. Let's get stuck in. Yay! Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Loving the sunshine. Isn't it nice? It's beautiful. It's and also, it's quite nice that, you know, at least it's the winter. We, it's, we're prepared for the cold now. Exactly. So we've got our jumpers, we've got our you know gloves and all of that. <laughs> uh, and you've got a Swede. I do. <laughs> in hopefully a slightly more delicious form than people are envisaging. Well, no, but because I, I was saying earlier, if you bought a Swede today, like that, they, I feel like they could last for the rest of your life. That Swede could just sit in your kitchen. Do they go off? That'd be a fun experiment, actually, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'll, I'll buy one today and I'll let you know how long it took. There's probably turn- someone live streaming one somewhere just to see how many years it can last. No, they do. If you keep them in a cool, dark place, I think they're similarly to potatoes but probably actually a bit more hardy, like a, a squash or a pumpkin. I reckon they last a really long time. I think so, because potatoes start growing the tendrils yeah. of the eye, you know, the eyes, the eyes have it. But uh, I think a sweet is so solid. Exactly. It's a robust vegetable. I feel like it's the kind of vegetable a lot of people get in a veg box. If it's January, you're like, oh, I've just started a new veg box subscription. Go me. And then you get sent a Swede. You think, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have I done? What am I doing with this? <laughs> and, and now you have done something very unusual with it. Exactly. Because I thought you'd do a kind of, you know, some sort of savoury thing, a little mm. sweet hot pot or something. But no. Some mash. Yes. <laughs> some Swede mash. And that's delicious too. <laughs> exactly. But no, this is a spiced Swede cake. So we're using the Swede a little similarly to how you'd use a carrot in a carrot cake. So it's adding the moisture and the flavour to a lovely soft 
sponge cake. Okay. Now, is this just because you can? <laughs> or is there is there an advantage to the Swede over a carrot? <laughs> well, this is another Lucas Holberg recipe. We're just who blaming wrote him. Us. We're blaming him. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote us our sprout recipes. <laughs> He's done a whole feature on different things you can do with Swedes. A lot of them are savoury and this is the sweet version. I think it works really nicely, actually. It's got a slightly more earthy flavour than a carrot and it's not quite as sweet, which means that the whole cake it means, basically means you can put loads and loads of icing on top I mean, and it it'd be is, balanced. <laughs> it's almost half icing. I mean, it's, it, it's quite quite impressive if you're going to put something healthy in a cake i feel like you have to kind of balance it out somewhere so icing <laughs> lots yeah. and lots of it's a, a muscovado cream cheese icing Ooh. it's got a lovely little golden hue to it and it just works really nicely with that kind of carrot cake inspired batter and sponge so is it all kind of cinnamony and it's all those sorts of winter warmer flavors absolutely it's got cinnamon ginger mixed spice it's got all of those kind of deep and dark rich flavors going on Okay, well, you've you've very thoughtfully uh, sliced some <laughs> and put it on a plate. Uh, I think my coffee's just arrived, so uh, I'm going to have some cake. Graham Norton on Virgin Radio. We are discovering how to make a spiced sweet cake, which I've just eaten. It's delicious. I was saying kind of, it's like a kind of, almost like a crumbly, it's the taste of Christmas cake, mm. but the texture of a carrot cake. Mm, exactly. I think that's the mixed spice in there. And it also has black pepper in it as well. It's got, yeah, like, oh, that's what that was. <laughs> so it's got like a, a slightly more kind of um, heat to the spice than mm. a Christmas cake. Yeah, nice. nice. Okay, uh, how do we how do we go about it? So you want to take a, a nice deep loaf tin, line it with baking parchment, and then it's a really straightforward cake. So we're whisking together some muscovado sugar, which is that kind of sticky, caramelly, mm. kind of dense sugar with eggs whisk that for a couple of minutes until it's nice and light and then we're going in with some sunflower oil which gets stirred in through that then all of our spices so the cinnamon mixed spice ginger bit of pepper zest of an orange mix that all together and then in with the dry ingredients which is just plain flour some raising agent and some sultanas a few walnuts just to add a little bit of crunch but the recipe says you can use dried apricots or basically whatever's knocking about in your cupboards post-Christmas that didn't, yep. didn't make the final Christmas cake cut. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you can chuck that into here. And then finally, once you've got that, it creates a really lovely thick butter. You want to add in your swede. So take your swede, top and tail it to get rid of any of those slightly gnarly bits and then peel it. We don't really want the skin in there because no. it can be a little tough. And then give it a good old grate. You can grate it quite coarsely. And as the cake bakes, because it's in the oven for about an hour, the swede can kind of completely disappears as of chewing down on no, honestly, because you, you kind of think, oh, well, there'll just be stringy bits of old Swede in this. Because, you know, Swede, it takes a while to cook, but it really has vanished. I mean, it really is in there. I'm sure it's in there, but uh, yeah, you can't taste it. Yeah, you can hardly taste it. And it, yeah, you, I grate it on a coarse grater on the kind of the thick side and you still, it just folds through the batter. So it's a really nice way of sneaking in a, a vegetable into cakes for friends and family. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it's in your veg box, there, now it's gone. <laughs> it's gone, yeah. Oh, what happened to that Swede? <laughs> yeah, you ate it. Mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it goes into the oven for an hour and then get it out, cool it completely. And then to make your cream cheese icing, we're just throwing some soft unsalted butter, a tub of cream cheese, some more of that soft muscovado sugar and giving it a really good whip until it's nice and smooth and creamy and the sugar started to dissolve a little bit so it's not too granular. Then you want to kind of swipe that all over your cake and then the zest of an orange on top. Okay, and the zest of the orange on top is lovely, lovely finishing touch. A little Makes it crown look very and glory. You asked if it was sweet when I came yeah, in. I did, which... Well, I did see a kind of orange grated thing on top. Is yeah. that sweet? Reassuringly, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what I want to ask you? It, the way recipes, they always say, oh, 
oh, this uh, this one needs sunflower oil. This one needs rapeseed oil. This one needs canola oil. Like, how important is that? Or can you just... Because you know what I mean? I feel like I, I'm constantly buying different oils mm. because the recipe specifies a specific <laughs> oil. I think it depends whether the flavour is the important thing. So if you're making, for example, an olive oil sponge cake, then olive oil, it's got quite a different flavour to, say, a vegetable oil. So yeah. that would be quite important and obviously a bit more expensive. So you want to be saving that for when the flavour is going to be beneficial. But in cakes like this, yeah, sunflower oil, vegetable oil, any of those flavourless cannula, rapeseed, that's absolutely fine and would work really nicely. So you can sub in whatever you've got. They've all got the same composition, so they should have the same result. Yeah, because I think there's loads of people like me who don't know enough to not... You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. Don't know if to go... Because, so <laughs> I'm co- risk it. <laughs> so I have a cupboard full of all these different oils for, I feel like, for no good reason okay. at all. You want to stay away from any of those flavoured oils where it's got, like, garlic or lemon or something. Oh, yes. Give it a sniff first, or walnut or sesame or something like that that's going to be quite intense. Hazelnut, truffle yeah. oil. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Truffle oil is lovely. Yeah. Truffle oil and swede cake. Mm. <laughs> mm, now you're talking. Oh, I watched Alan Carr and Amanda uh, Holden. They do that thing in Italy. Oh, in Italy, yes. And they went truffle hunting for truffles. <gasps> oh, fun. Uh, I know. Two things. One, the fresh truffles look lovely. But also there were these Italian truffle-seeking dogs. So cute. Oh, I need Adorable. to... Adorable. Okay. You've sold it to me. It's food and dogs. I need to I watch know. it now. A very tight curl. <laughs> I was very, very impressed. If you'd like to make a spice sweet cake yourself, well, why don't you go to waitrose.com slash showchef. You'll find that recipe along with all of Martha's recipes. And if you want to uh, have a gander at how it looks, you could go to our socials at Virgin Radio UK. <laughs> Yeah, word up. That's the competition, and it is back. By the way, Teddy Swims, we love him. Uh, right, here we go. Your chance to win a Graham North Waitrose gift box, including a reusable drinks cup, Waitrose Brut Champagne, number one salted caramel truffles, number one aged balsamic vinegar Medina. It's a good prize. So, uh, first person up is Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Hi, Graham. How are you? I'm very well, and yourself? Very good. Very, very good. Very good. Happy New Year to you. And a happy New Year to you. And uh, have you anything planned for this uh, Sunday? Uh, no. Long walk. That's it. Long walk. Long walk. Yeah, long walk, short pier. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Whereabouts are you, Kevin? Uh, Croxley, yeah, Hertfordshire. Oh, okay. Uh, clouds are rolling in over London. What's it like out there? That's beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Cold, but beautiful. We love, we love yeah. that, Kevin. We love that, yeah. Kevin. Uh, all right. I, basically, I'm going to play you this clip. It was uh, Russell Crowe uh, being interviewed by Ryan Tuberty, uh, our new man, our here on weekdays from 10 till 1 and uh, you're looking for the missing word now I'm told you didn't hear me play this you 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 just phoned in so uh, is this this will be your first time hearing it yeah yeah my wife heard it and she's she got through and then she threw then she threw the phone at me and ran out <laughs> ran out of the room that, that was so, useful yeah. uh, okay yeah. alright so yeah uh, it's her fault if you're totally humiliated here you shouldn't be I think I, it's pretty simple it's pretty straightforward okay. it's what you it's what it, we're not being clever here it's the word you think it is okay listen okay. up here's Russell Crowe what's the missing word Ryan is a tennis player, ladies and gentlemen. He likes a, a game of, of tennis. And in that sport, of course, the uh, normal attire for most players is... And that's how I know the uh, power of Ryan's legs. <laughs> <laughs> OK, what do you think the missing word is, Kevin? Tasty? Let's... Oh, uh, let's see if you're right. <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> 
I'm afraid you have your wife to blame. Uh, go no. shout at her. Be very, very cross. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's not right. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. No worries, Graham. Take All right. Care. Take Bye-bye care of yourself. Enjoy your day, your Sunday. Uh, next up is Eileen. Hello, Eileen. Hello, Graham. Hi. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Happy New Year. Oh, thank you very much. you know what? I'm very perky this morning. I uh, detect a Scottish accent. Is that where you're calling from? Yes, I'm from Fife in Scotland. Lovely. And uh, what's the weather doing up there today? It's still okay. It's not cold, too cold, and it's dry. Thank you. Oh, well, you know, we can't ask for too much. Dry, not too cold. There you go. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, and are you doing anything this Sunday, Eileen? Doing lots of washing, just returned from a holiday, so got lots of clothes to wash. Oh, where were you, Eileen? Lisbon. Very nice. How long are you there for? Two weeks. <laughs> oh, so you were, there for, were you there for Christmas? Christmas and New Year, yes. It was <gasps> lovely. Oh, very nice. Were you in an apartment or did you have like did you have to do cooking abroad or was it fully catered? Oh no, we were in a nice four-star hotel. It was lovely. We did lots of walking up and down the seven hills of Lisbon. Eileen, I'm so jealous. That sounds like just the best <laughs> Christmas ever. You were in America. I know, but I was cooking. <laughs> <laughs> no cooking and Lisbon. That sounds great. Uh, all right, all right, Eileen. Um, I won't play the clip again because you've heard it already. Uh, what do you think okay. the missing word is? Shorts. You think it's shorts? Or white shorts. Let's see. Ryan see. is a tennis player, ladies and gentlemen. He likes a, a game of, of tennis. And in that sport, of course, the uh, normal attire for most players is shorts. And that's how I know. Yay! The, uh, well done, Eileen. <laughs> oh, well done. All that walking in Lisbon cleared your head. And uh, very good. Very good. Uh, so you win the uh, Graham Norton Waitrose gift box with the champagne and the truffles and the cup and vinegar, all sorts. <laughs> I know! Isn't that marvellous? That's lovely. I'm so pleased. Thank you for the wonderful opportunity. Well, no, thanks for calling in. Is there anyone you'd like to say hello to while you're on the radio? Yes, can I say hello to my husband, John? Long-suffering husband, John. Hey, lo- long-suffering. You've had a lovely holiday. It was all mar- yes. did, did he not go? <laughs> <laughs> no, he did go. <laughs> oh, he was there as well. All right. <laughs> And anyone else who knows me. All right, Eileen. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. That gift box is winging its way to you. Congratulations and thanks for calling in. Take care now. Bye now. Bye. Bye 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 bye. There goes Eileen. What a lovely start to the year for her. Uh, another satisfied customer here on the Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. Thanks so much for listening to my show. You can catch me every Saturday and Sunday from 9.30 on Virgin Radio. Follow us on all our socials to keep up to date and make sure you check out our YouTube channel too. Just look up at Virgin Radio UK and you'll find loads of great interviews and live sessions. Speak soon. The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. Food to feel good about. Virgin Radio.